It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Paul Simon. time we talked i was i had just you know i mean we really we, you're a fucking jet setter we're, fine we're, but I, lean into i'm it. a jet setter but <laughs> we also have had trouble connecting we so, definitely have last time i was obsessed with uh the hobbits and mm-hmm. lord of the rings and this time i'm back on my harry potter bullshit because Why? doug 16 and a half hours on the way there 14 hours on the way back. I guess you had to find some something that filled the time I watched something. every single Harry Potter movie. Every single Harry Potter movie. Of the originals. Did you watch any of the Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. I know we talked about this in the past. I, I was tempted, but then I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm yeah. like, this looks boring. There's no... Is there, like... What? Is it interesting? I think the first one was good. The second one was fine. Isn't and- Ezra Miller in those movies, too? <laughs> Yes, Ezra Miller is in those movies. Um, Johnny Depp is in those movies. It's it's. What did Tim Burton fucking produce those movies? Tim Burton might as well have. You know who I can't stand, honestly. And I mean, Eddie Redmayne's got his own shit too. I Didn't he? Eddie Redmayne is the star of that franchise, and he oh, won okay. an Oscar yeah, yeah, yeah. for playing a, a trans looking? woman. Oh. In like the Danish girl. Oh, the Danish girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Megan, how have you been? It's Good. time to watch The Muppets. It's time to watch The Muppets. And we did. Uh, we'll have to sprinkle in, as we record, a little bit of insight about your time in Hong Kong. Yeah. Or, wait, can I ask it? Do you think Harry Potter is like Muppet adjacent? I think Harry Potter had the potential to be Muppet adjacent. If had Jim. it been made a few years earlier, yeah. I think the Creature Studio really could have done a lot of cool stuff with like the troll in the first movie and some <gasps> oh, of the, the hippogriffs yeah. and all the weird little creepy crawly creatures. I think it would have been way cooler to see. Some Henson work on that instead of CGI. Agreed. Agreed. That like three-headed dog. Yeah. Is that the second one or the first one still? The three-headed dog is the first one. Right. And it, it's paw goes on the door mm-hmm. to like whatever. Yeah. And Hermione gets mad at the, the other bo- the boys because oh. they're blind. They didn't see that he was guarding. So- Fluffy. His name is Fluffy. Fluffy. Wouldn't it have been great to have um some Henson work when Hermione... Gets caught in between in her animagus thing where she like is the looks cat? like a fucking cat. That, that scares is, the shit out of me. I hate that. It's so weird. But yes, it should be Henson-y. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So back to the real Henson shit. <clears throat> okay. Because so this has some good shit in this episode. This was a really tight episode. We watched episode 511, <laughs> Paul Simon. I love... Okay. First and foremost, mm-hmm. I love Paul Simon. Paul Simon is great. I love Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. I love Paul Simon adjacent stuff. I love that mm-hmm. him and Lorne Michaels lived next door to each other in a Manhattan apartment and became best friends. Really? I didn't I know that they that lived so close together. I love that he was so with Carrie together. Fisher uh-huh. and they have just stories and their songs about mm-hmm. each other. I love that um, Paul Simon and Edie Brickell. 
uh-huh. are married still. <laughs> Even though they like kind of maybe hate each other. No, they don't. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Either. They take each other to court a lot, don't they? No, it was like one time, <laughs> and it was like a misunderstanding. They had like a public fight, and they like it was funny. They're- I- I feel like I remember it being on, like, The Soup or one of those shows, like, watching actual footage from the court case. Okay, The Soup. Oh, my God. I have to say, like, the paparazzi is brutal now, but, like, I feel like there was a time in the late 90s and early 2000s that they were fucking brutal. Oh, they yeah. They just, like, make up whatever stories they wanted. Yeah. No, like, this is facts. Yeah, and then you'd hear that they were, like, getting run over by Britney Spears yeah. or getting, you know, beaten up by this person or that person, their camera getting remember broken. When, like, Perez Hilton would like draw on people's Just like, faces and stuff. Megan, you had me at remember when Perez Hilton, I think. That was more than enough. Perez Hilton, what the fuck was that? What was that? That was a time. And that I, was a really specific okay, time. Same time. So I started reading this book called Hysterical about uh-huh. like women in comedy. It's, yeah. It's an academic book. It's a very good so far. And um the beginning intro this is talking about like all these guys who don't think women are funny and they mentioned Adam Carolla uh-huh. and I was like Adam Carolla and the man show yeah. remember that time where that was a thing and yeah that was not just Adam Carolla that was also what's his face Jimmy Kimmel was the co-host of the man show yeah what a weird thing what a weird time yeah that was there was a lot of ep- like that was like was that a weekly show or a daily show oh god so I know fun. it was always on, it felt like, at least. And what was it? What was it? The man show. Was, what did they do? It was just Tim Allen shit, right? <laughs> no, I don't just know what making that... noise, burping, looking at titties. That's and it. Why men have more fun than women? Why women aren't funny? Men have more fun than women because women are supporting men to do whatever bullshit <laughs> that they want to do. Just saying. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> and women aren't funny... That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. You just mentioned Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Carrie Fisher. One of the funniest people One ever. of the funniest people that ever lived. And look at all the things she punched up and made funnier. I know. In her time. God. Absolutely insane. Why don't you get me that was right. the time. So we watched the Paul Simon episode of The Muppet Show. Episode 511. Airing in the UK on February 22nd, 1981. And in the US on April 25th, 1981. My first note, and I know we haven't even kicked off yet, but my first note is Paul with all the Muppets. It's so beautiful. Uh, any of these pictures where he's like surrounded by everybody, it really is pretty great. And the babies. The babies. Babies perfectly utilized. All right, let's start. Cold open. Guest star Paul Simon arrives to find Pops working to fix the lever that works the trap door. What you working on there? Oh, it's a lever. It's supposed to work the trap door, but it's busted. That's nasty, huh? Seems all right to me. I love it, but of course, I know 50 ways to love your lever. So this is about his first wife that he was married to. 50 ways to leave your lover? Yeah. It is? I didn't know that. I know that from reading the Wikipedia when That's, I watch this episode. It really is a great song. It is, yeah. I, um... I feel like on SNL's 40th anniversary special, do you remember watching that Mm-mm. a couple of years back now? Because they're about to hit 50, which is insane to me. But um, Miley Cyrus, who like became a fan favorite, you know, yeah. around the show, 
she performed that on the on the special. Wow. So it's cool to see her take on a, a song by a beloved SNL. I love regular. that actually. I have to watch that. Yeah, I love that. All right. Our <laughs> opening number. Kermit presents the show as an entire evening devoted to the music of Paul Simon. Paul sings Scarborough Fair in a Renaissance flavored number, complete with maypole dancing and lute players. Ms. Piggy chimes in to sing Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. Okay. So you know when Mr. Rogers or in Shining Time Station, when mm-hmm. either you go to Imagination Land or whatever, we're into the jukebox and you mm-hmm. just want to live there the whole time? Yeah. This is... Just you wanted wanna, to live in this I sketch to live the whole episode. The whole episode. There was a lot of really, really great shit that worked in between this. Like when the, um, the one, the, the palm reader was like, oh, show me your lifeline. Yes. And he, she shows him... He shows her his hand, and she goes, you might want to, you know, speed it up a little bit. You, you, you might want to sing this a little bit faster now. Just some goofy stuff. And then, of course, my absolute, and I'll post this, favorite, favorite thing ever is the wooden puppet, hand puppet of Miss Piggy is in this. Oh, is it? Isn't it? Yes, it's in this. It's in the first. It's Hold on, I have pictures. I'll show you. You can show me. I, I I did, full disclosure, I watched this episode while doing laundry earlier today, so I may have been I wa- in between loads. <laughs> I watched this episode before I went to Hong Kong, and mm. that, was a, that wasn't a while ago. I just got back last week. So near the end of the <coughs> sketch, Fozzie Bear arrives selling pies and reciting Simple Simon. Paul requests a custard pie to go. When Fozzie asks to go where, Paul hits him in the face with the pie. Paul is then arrested by Link Hogthrob as the Sheriff of Nottingham for playing the lute without a license. It, it's in the background. I don't see it They're in there. They're in the fair? Pinch zoom. Pinch zoom. They're in the fair? Oh, okay. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That pig face. I it's so it pink. I love it so much. But then... I really love that they... um. They're fully taking advantage of some of the shit that they've made, like reusing it. Bring it back. I know that that wooden Muppet of wooden replica of Miss Piggy has to exist somewhere and I need to find it. And Mm -hmm. then I need to go on a heist. Deep dive. Try to to try to find it. it. Yeah, we'll we'll do a heist. I'll do a heist with you. I need it to like be in my possession. Yeah, we'll do like the Mission Impossible thing. We'll like strap ourselves to the thing. We'll lower ourselves from the ceiling. Dun, yeah, dun, I was dun, thinking dun, like dun, national dun, treasure. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you think it's going to be like it's it's like hidden? I think it's in, like, like we need to look at the back of a map and like it says like <laughs> yeah, a certain room in the Smithsonian and we have to use like that like a like a um some sort of a decoding device. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I like that. <laughs> the guy on stilts hits his head on a rafter above and then falls to the floor. Sorry. Backstage, the guy on stilts hits his head on a rafter above and falls to the floor with a crash. Gonzo tells Kermit that Paul Simon is the type of performer he'd like to be. Kermit, well, he comes from a different area of show business. Gonzo, he's so entertaining. Kermit, exactly. Gonzo decides to take up songwriting, even demonstrating one of his songs, which Kermit brings to an abrupt end. I, I thought this was kind of cute. Gonzo. <laughs> Wait, but do they, do they put the lyrics of Gonzo's song? Because they Gonzo's didn't put the song lyrics isn't here. bad. It's kind of funny. In the, in the show description 
for this week for some reason they put this oh, on. Oh, yeah, they did. And it's it. for you. I'd wash my hair with sticky glue. I'd fry my legs and eat them, too. I'd put a spider Ew. in my shoe for you. I'd fry my legs and eat them, too. I think that's kind of fucked up because, like, we all know that Kermit just got off of that movie where they wanted to... Eat his legs. Eat his legs. Frog's legs. They were trying to... Yeah. Doc Hopper was trying to f- fry his frog legs. That Louisiana accent. Um, this bit next was perfect. Floyd and Janice sing 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover with Animal and Rizzo the Rat backing them up. This I would like... I would put this cover in a playlist. Seriously. And just listen to it all the time. This is like a moment of the times. Yeah. I just feel like we don't get stuff like this anymore. I usually hate this kind of episode. Really? And we'll talk about it further as we move on to the next episode, because we are doing two back-to-back this week. Oh, yeah. But I don't always love a musical guest. And it's music around the guest. And it's just music around the guest. I don't usually love that. I do think this is a really cool way to do this. Like, Paul Simon's not involved in this sketch. But it is a Paul Simon song. He's not involved in enough this week. But, like, I feel like we have seen musical guests do absolutely less. Like... Did Elton John play at all? I don't remember Elton John playing with them. That Rock was and a, Rock. That, no, I know, but I mean, like doing like a backstage thing where he's yeah. just Elton and he's not the performer. They were, like, as you know, the backstage they weren't really though. doing that then. But like Debbie Harry was perfect. That she was perfect. perfect. She did the balance of like being on stage, doing a bit. Like she like she's so effortlessly cool. Oh my god, she's effortless. Effortless. Say that ten times. Effortless, effortless, effortlessly. Effort. Effortlessly. Lissly. Yeah. She is very cool. I think I like on my way to your house tonight. I finished like a too big iced coffee, and it's like Yum. getting a little late. And I think that it's it's kind of fucking with me a little bit now. So, can I tell you what I would have liked to see from this episode? Go. I didn't get it. So, yeah. later on in the episode, like, Kanzo and Paul have, like, a frenemy-ish type of deal happening, uh-huh. which I'm uncomfortable with. I didn't love it. I don't think that Gonzo has that in him, right? Like... No, but Paul was kind of messing with him. Yeah. But Gonzo, is auti- he's on spectrum, so he didn't get the social cue. Um... <laughs> That's okay. We love our yeah, neurodivergent no. yeah. friends and family. Um, but I would have really liked it. And I, you know, I know our Garfunkel gets his feathers in a bunch or whatever. Uh-huh. But it would be really funny if they did like a Muppet. Oh my God. Garfunkel. Yes, it would have been. And like called him like a different name. Or if like Megan. <laughs> Megan. You know how we sometimes rewrite these episodes? Yeah. Simon and Gonsfunkel. Gonzo with the red afro hair coming out with a little folk guitar on his chest and he's like, listen, I'm your new collaborator. Okay, I'm going to one-up this. Uh-huh. I think that Peggy Sue is in the first sketch uh-huh. and it would be really funny if Gonzo snatched her wig. <laughs> yes, that's the only addition okay. I have. Yeah, we love a punch-up, Megan. Yeah. Gonzo, this is how Gonzo gets the afro. He snatches and, Piggy Sue's And we wig. have to show him, like, literally sneaking to yeah. snatch it. Like, he's, and the whole episode, we're like, 
what's Gonzo doing? Yeah. Oh, Gonzo's devising a scheme. And then he's to... trying to be like his uh-huh. partner. Yep. And he's, oh. He just shows up on stage. That would this have been wonderful. Better. This episode is way better. Way better. Let us write. Frank, call Let us. Let us rewrite these old episodes. <laughs> so in our guest star's dressing room, Pops asks Paul to sing Long, Long Day. Paul points out that it isn't on the schedule. Pops protests, noting what a beautiful song it is. Paul agrees because he's never been one for schedules. The other Muppets join Pops to listen in. There's a lot of good Paul Simon songs. I don't know why they chose this one. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Long, it long fine. day. Let's look it up no, here. No, it was fine. It was fine. But there's just so many really, 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 really good ones. Long, long day. A solo song from the album One Trick Pony from 1980. Oh, yeah, so you know what? It was, it was like a, a newer Exactly. Release. It was a relatively fresher okay, song. That might, why. you know. Now it all makes sense. Sometimes you watch like... He's on his book tour. An old... Exactly. Sometimes you watch an old SNL and you see a band play and you're like, why the fuck did they play that song on mm-hmm. SNL? It's because their you album know? just came what out. What a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, they just had to, you know, they cut that as the new <sighs> single. I want a DVD of just every musical guest that ever went on SNL. It's so funny how like sometimes I'll rewatch an episode because of the musical yeah. guest instead. Whereas when I was a kid, I could remember being like, "I am going to go to the bathroom. Switch I'm going to go like I yeah, switch to Mad TV. This sucks. I don't want to see Ludacris yeah. or I don't want to see you know uh, Christina Aguilera yeah. or whatever. Perform. Some are yeah, some you wanted to see, but some you definitely didn't. Yeah. Oh, I got a big old pop up ad. Hang on. All right, in the UK spot, veteran. Whoa, this was the UK spot. Damn. Okay, I wouldn't have guessed that. UK spot, veterinarian's hospital. Doctor Bob is still in shock from what happened to his last patient. He cured him. An even bigger shock lies on the hospital bed, and it's the great Gonzo. So, but Miss Piggy walks in the room carrying the puppet of her for like seemingly no reason. Also, right, like. Because I'm telling you, because I think in the UK, like puppetry like this just has yeah. a way bigger like history. It's and just the presence is funny enough, is like just enough to tickle you. I, this is literally my favorite thing in the world. It's so fucking weird looking. It's very I'm going to print this on my little Kodak like printer thing that uh-huh. I have. Just so I always have this with me. Make a sticker for your phone. Yeah, I'll make a sticker. As long as I'm here, I want to donate my body to science. With your body, you should donate it to science fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Donate your body? Don't you have to be dead? Who cares? I believe in reincarnation. (laughs) That's hilarious. The UK spot continues in Statler and Waldorf's box as a shivering Statler calls for Waldorf to bring him his coat. Instead, he brings him a goat. The UK spot still continues with the Muppets newsflash. The newsman announces all library fines will be forgiven if overdue books are returned to the station in three seconds. Um, what are libraries like in the UK? In the UK? I have no idea. Have you ever been to a library in a different country? In a different... No, I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. I'm trying to think. That is a goal. Yeah. Just to see what it is like. You're absolutely right. It's, um, from what I understand, an American concept, right? Didn't Benjamin Franklin invent the public library? Who's Dewey Decimal? Yeah. Okay, party girl, Parker Posey. 
underrated movie. Uh-huh. The movie Party Girl starring Parker Posey. She becomes a librarian uh-huh. and she studies the Dewey Decimal System. Just uh-huh. saying. Uh-huh. It always seems cool to be a librarian to me. Like it would be fun. It would be. But it. do you know you how do, much school they have to go to? Yeah, it's like do, insane. You need a master's degree. It, that's like... But you like look at it and you're like, to like run a library? Like I... I now work. there's a computer though. You don't need the card catalog. It's not yeah, like it's. Com- on, it's I doubt it's as complicated. But you have to like run programs and things like that. You don't need so, a great like, program. I will say, just because of like how much school and how like socially aware and everything the library. It like I don't know the library to me is like is a very cool place. Is a very like inclusive place. Is a very like welcoming every whatever everything. And when we were, when I was on the, um, it's filled with books. How could it not be great? I, exactly. When I was on the board for our local chamber of commerce, I was on there with our library director. She is our secretary, not secretary. She's our vice president of our chamber of commerce, and we had gotten some sort of thing that our uh, our chamber director wanted us to sign off on. And I read it over, and it just read like legalese gobbledygook. Like I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. And she said to me, well, you know, Kimberly signed off on it. And she says it looks good. And I go, oh, thank God. Okay. So I, everything. I'm like, if the if the director of our local public library says it's good, I believe that it is good. <laughs> I'm like, you know she that knows it was her red. shit. Exactly. I know it was read. It was read and understood. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I will sign this. Pen. I love that. I'm like, I don't know what this says because I'm just a little <laughs> idiot. But I one read of my the gr- same paragraph ten times. I know, and I'm like, and one of the grown ups that I know and respect <laughs> read it and says it's good. So I, I believe it's good. Man, and then the kids these days can't even read at any sort of a level. How are they going to do that? That is absolutely insane to me. What is going on? You know what I need to say is that there are brains everywhere in the world and that if the American middle class don't start parenting their kids, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I completely agree with you. It's, you know, like allow us like old millennials, old millennials, virtually childless. You have stepchildren, but that's, you know, you didn't not they're They're grown at this point. Right. I I don't know what some of these people are doing. What are you doing? It's insane to me. I don't know, but I see teachers, like a lot of teachers on TikTok, like coming out and be like, I teach seventh grade Uh in a not like terrible school. Yeah. And these kids can't read. They cannot read. They literally can't read. Yeah. That scares the shit out of me. Right? You have to read. Like we were talking about this via text message today. And it's like, you literally have to read everything. Like, you can't exist without reading, seemingly, right? Like, Well, like, how many of, like, and just, like, agreeing to things that you have to read or, like, under reading and um, understanding and reading comprehension, comprehension. It's like, a big thing. Yeah. Frightening. We'll see what happens. Megan, um... We're really powering through this episode. It'll be the Hunger Games. I'm just kidding. This is something you mentioned earlier. Guest stars dressing room. Gonzo sings his latest song for you. For you. For Paul. Good for you. I'd wash my hair with stinky glue. I'd fry my legs and eat them too. I'd put a spider in my shoe. For you. 
Paul agrees to never play the guitar he holds again unless playing one of Gonzo's songs. He then proceeds to destroy the guitar. So this is a little bit of that animosity you see between Paul Simon yeah, and Yeah, like Gonzo. this is like a little bit like why isn't he just dressed as Art Garfunkel and trying to be his sidekick? I really wish he would like, have. I but you know what? Like you said before, like I know from like just like well, no, like through like in like a pro- professional capacity, I have worked with folks who have had to run events and do work with Paul, not Paul Simon, with Art Garfunkel, and he's supposedly like a dickhead. He's so, a little difficult, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised that maybe he wouldn't have had a good time if they ribbed him. I'm all, I'm like fucking pre-assuming that like do you think they Art wanted Garfunkel? to do this bit that we made up just now, but like they couldn't because yeah. he would have bitched about it or whatever. Oh god. Speak like so Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Schuster. Always reminds me of Hall and Oates. Because like that comedy duo Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did yeah. you see that Daryl Hall has been sued by John Oates recently. I thought one of them was dead. Over part of like their catalog being so. performed live. Oh. Yeah, there's like pieces of their their shared catalog that neither of them can perform solo. That's so lame. Through these like Just get back together. It's nuts. Just suck it up like Oasis does every once in a while. Right? <laughs> you know, I feel like Oasis is due for like a return. You know who I wish would return and Go ahead and at me. Go ahead and hate on me for saying oh, this. No. Why can't Johnny Marr and Morrissey just go on tour one more time as the Smiths? Just <laughs> once more. I really, I wouldn't be surprised I if we saw pay, that too. You know how I complain about how expensive concert tickets are? Mm-hmm. This is the one concert I would pay to see. What would you pay? I would pay a grand. You'd do a grand. Mm-hmm. A grand each or a grand total? Oh, I would go by myself. So a grand solo. Yeah. What are you getting for your grand? Are you getting Hands general admission? I'm getting. Oh uh, no, uh, I'm not even. Uh. I'm not even asking set list. I'm asking. I'm asking accommodations. Are you getting? Are you sitting? Yeah. You should be sitting, right? At what kind of theater? Like the Count Basie. Or At the Basie. Nice. Okay, so we're talking like somewhere I can relatively sit. comfortable. Yeah. Not too. It needs to be nicer than Count Basie, but like, yeah. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like the accommodations are there. Okay, the theater. That's a theater of maybe what a thousand. Also. Yeah. Well, I would. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I've seen Morrissey at Madison Square Garden uh-huh. in nosebleed seats. I yeah. would not do that. No. And I probably paid a hundred dollars for those tickets, mm-hmm. or ninety dollars, or something that's like that. Dumb. I know it's a lot for like shit seats. Shitty seats. Yeah. Um. And I wouldn't do that again. How long do you want the set to be? I want it to be. I want it to be a never ender. Oh no! I want it to go on forever. Because like there comes a point where it's like. No, I want it to be at least two hours. At least two hours, I feel like is fine. I need it to be at least because I do hit a point lately. Now that I'm older, where I'm like, okay, we can wrap this up. I had fun. You know what was the best concert? The B52s. Oh they just played, and then they were done by like what, like nine thirty. What a and brilliant we're like, thing! Oh, we had ice no cream. opener, it's no great. opener, just the headliner. Done. Thanks, Chris. Chris, no, not Chris Christie. <laughs> Governor Murphy. Thanks, Governor Murphy. <laughs> oh my God! Kermit calls for Gonzo, hoping he won't sing, but rather perform the act he rehearsed—an underwater heart operation on himself. Gonzo refuses. Underwater. Underwater. <laughs> 
Gonzo refuses, claiming that the last time he did it, he died. Oh, my God. I love shit like that. Like, I can't do that. I died last time. (laughs) (laughs) No explanation as to his existence right now. Gonzo offers to do a Paul Simon song, and Kermit agrees to introduce him. In the background, the stilt water... In the background, the stilt walker runs into a doorway and falls backward over the railing. That's so funny. So now Kermit introduces Gonzo's song as something for the music haters. Gonzo and the chickens sing El Condor Pasa. I love the chickens and Gonzo. Paul Simon interrupts the number, claiming Gonzo is singing the words all wrong. Yeah, there's a feud. This is like a definitely a Gonzo. Oh, it's super Paul. pointed at this point. Yeah. Gonzo's like, oh, you're going to fuck with me? I'll fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And then Paul, Paul gets even with Gonzo by stealing his chickens. Yep. That's fucked up. And Paul was like, oh, I got this. You know how much chicken, we'll just call it chicken right now, Paul Simon had in his day? A lot. A lot of chicken. He knows his way around a chicken. Um, so our mutual friend Kaylin the other day said that you made a fucking turkey for Thanksgiving and it came out good. Explain. So how big was the turkey? It was fucking almost 14 pounds. It was 13 and a half pounds. I got a free turkey for my job. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I have to cook it. Yeah. Right. Um, so I didn't have, I had two sprigs of fresh rosemary was the only fresh anything oh, I had. Oh, no. I didn't have orange. I didn't uh-huh. brine it the night before. I did nothing. All yeah. I did was make sure that it was defrosted. When they give it to you from work? When I got back from Hong Kong. So oh, okay. So you did have a couple days at least. Because, yeah. you know, like, it takes a long-ass time no, to defrost was, a turkey. for three days. Yeah, that's and, um, a bitch. So I was like, okay. I watched the video that Kaylin sent to me. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I can't pre-brine it so yeah. i kind of did it a couple hours like an hour or so before I yeah went upstairs took a shower like got ready uh-huh and then i was like okay what do i got i got carrots i got celery uh-huh i have a little bit of vegetable stock celery is like a thanksgiving champion Celery's celery great. goes in everything in thanksgiving celery. i know so I had that. I had some Macintosh apples. Didn't have any orange, but I had some clementines. Okay. That's enough, right? right? That's I You just want that zest. onion powder. Uh-huh. I had, I don't think I had any onion. I had like nothing. Uh-huh. I had powders. Yeah. I was like, I have powders. Powders whatever. and rubs. And I did have unsalted butter. So that was good. Okay. So I... Because it's against the law for you to go get the other things you need. What you're like, you're. It was Thanksgiving morning. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. It was Thanksgiving morning that you decided to figure out how to do this. Yeah. Oh wow. I wasn't feeling very well. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I went grocery shopping. All right. I dig that that you like. You're gonna use what you got. Yeah, and it turned out great. Uh It turned out great. Like I cut up the. The like so I, the gross part was I had to like separate the skin. Yeah, I know. I had to like cut the butter, but separate I did it. I chanced the skin. it. I that... pulled out the things. Kayla was like, "Well, There's usually like a bag. it's in a bag." And I was like, "How did it get in a bag?" I don't... If it if you put it in a bag, why did you put it back in the turkey? Well, people put it use it for soup making. I read. I guess. But it was like I guess. The neck... But like when you buy when you buy orange juice, you buy it with pulp without pulp, right? I want it without the garbage in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me get the turkey without the junk in it. So, um, yeah. So, like, I made the but- a butter mixture with, like, 
just like powder rosemary, mm-hmm. whatever, and thyme. And I had I put a bay leaf. I, I did a little tiny bit of a vegetable broth that I mm-hmm. had, and I cooked it. I basted a little bit. Turkey came and cooked it for like. Now, like three and a half, almost Insane. four hours. Yeah, it was juicy, supple. The carrots were melty. Supple. I mean, I'm still eating it for lunch this whole week because I can't. Nothing can go to waste. I, I'm, I eat a, I made a whole turkey. I have to eat every bit of it. I yeah, terrible. That yeah. I ate it. You know, yeah, is Lisa, you know I mean? is Lisa eating? She did at okay. Thanksgiving. She did. She was like, "Well," because I was just thinking, like, you know, that's a Lisa's big. Lisa's a vegetarian, but she did say, "Yeah." It's kind of like... It's more respectful to eat it because you've made this huge yes. freaking turkey. Yeah. So that's what she thought. And like so. the waste that it would have been yeah, otherwise. Exactly. So. Because like, okay, even if you were like, oh, I could give this to someone. Like all these like pantries and kitchens and everything, they all are inundated with the extra yeah. turkeys and everything. They don't... Like this is the wrong time to give. To give. Yeah. We're like we need to make sure that we're like supporting these places in March. Yeah. In fucking in April summer. in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Because I like it drives me nuts when you see like food drives. Everybody's doing a fucking food drive from now until Jan one, mm-hmm. but no one is doing. It doesn't yeah. seem you know after yeah. when it's like New Year, New You. Yeah. It's like oh, forget the homeless. Uh-huh. You know, forget yeah. volunteering my time. Like we're doing coat yeah. drives. We need to do you know. Christmas like- came. I already was on Santa's list. <laughs> like all that, that is bullshit. what it is, dude. Right? Like it's like oh no, yeah, I got that check mark. I'm no longer naughty. I'm I'm nice. Speaking of Megan. You've Santa given Clauses. me a really good segue. Have you watched any of the Santa Clauses no, yet? No, I haven't. Okay. It doesn't look interesting this year to me. But. But is it? Uh, can I tell you what I told Cal Penn? Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I can't believe. I can't believe this. Tell me. Okay. So what was that? Was that last that last was small Friday? Saturday. Oh. It was Friday. Last Friday. Because Justin wasn't Black in the shop. Friday. Last Friday, I was sitting in my shop and I was in the back room, like the way back doing something and then I heard like I could hear like like people doing something and I was like oh shit people came in and I didn't realize so I step out and I see a gentleman with two kids and I was like oh let me know if I can help you with anything whatever and I walk into the main room and now there's two guys in the main room and I look and I go to myself oh shit that one guy looks a lot like Cal Penn I'm like that's weird and I sat down so then I'm sitting down at my desk and I keep looking and I'm like, that guy looks a lot like Cal Penn. And I'm like, I probably should stop looking at him. That's weird, right? So then I'm like oh, sitting no. there and now the other guy in the back with the kids comes out. And one of the little kids looks at who I'm assuming is Cal Penn and is like, oh, could you pick me up so I can touch the sharks? We have all the shark stuff all over the shop. And I'm like, well, here's a good time to, you know, I hear him go, yeah, sure thing. And I go, oh, that's Cal Penn. Like, absolutely. I recognize his voice. So I'm like, well, now's a good shot. So I go, oh, yeah, we have sharks all over the shop because Mad One is home to the 1916 shark attacks that then went on to inspire the book Jaws and the movie. And he goes, oh, wow, that's so weird. I never knew that. So then they're off doing whatever. Cal Penn comes back to the main room and he's looking on his phone and he goes, I'm looking it up now. This is insane. The shark attacks are crazy. So then I go into, like, all the information I know about the shark attacks, about the attacks on Spring Lake and all this other stuff. And he's like, that's so cool. I had no idea that this, like, history in this area. And then did you say everybody famous so then, is from New Jersey? <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is. You're absolutely correct. You, as you say, it all goes back to New Jersey. 
So then Cal Penn, um, he stops and I said, I have to just say something. I'm so sorry. I don't want to, you know, to um, like overstep. But I have to say that the Santa Clauses has to be one of the most bizarre things I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> my friend and I loved it so, so much. We have a Muppet Show rewatch podcast where we uh, had to take time each week to discuss the nonsense and how crazy the Santa Clauses was each week. And he, he like, lit up in a very funny way <clears throat> that to me said, of all of the shit I would have thought you would have said to me, <laughs> the Santa Clauses was not it. And he was like, thank you so much. So then... I said, I like went further and I was like, like, I can't believe how like Tim Allen was at his most Tim Allen, like where he was saying that like, you can't even call kids naughty these days and (laughs) and shit like that. And then I was like, and I loved how like we had to kind of define what Mrs. Claus is and like all of this other stuff. It was just so cool. And I'm like, and some of the jokes were so weird, like. The Lost References. Like, that show is 20 years ago. I forgot. Okay, now I want to watch it again. Because The Lost References got me. I think I got hooked on The Lost References. When she just goes... Where do I? Where have I seen that before? Yeah, when, the like, black smoke. So he was like, "Thank you so much for saying that." He and he said to me, "He goes, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there's a second season out now." And I said, "I have watched the first two episodes so far," and I said, "But I feel like the show has figured out what it is, and it's not as fun as it was last year." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, that you know, I guess that happens." And I was like, "Yeah," and then um, he did go on to ask me what. Our podcast was called. So, if you're listening, Cal Penn, <laughs> it's that was an absolute highlight of my week. That no, was such a weird I love thing. That and just if I if and if I ever saw somebody from the Santa Claus in person or the Santa Claus is in person, <laughs> it would I would hope it would be Elizabeth Mitchell. Oh, hopefully, where I can go. Now I know the first time I realized I had a crush on you, you were in the movie Gia. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Lesbian shit. Because you really had a crush on her, and it is just some lesbian shit. Yeah, but I had a crush on her in Lost, and I'm like, where have I seen this hot chick before? And why do I like her? So, Megan, I want to just let you know that now that I have met Cal Penn... You're famous. I did look on his social media, and he posted a video last week with Elmo. He knows Elmo, so I am now one degree separated from having met Elmo. You're very close to knowing Elmo. He posted a video about Diwali with Elmo. That's really cool that you met Cal Penn and that he was in your shop. What a weird thing, right? And, like, you know what? I wish I would have clocked, like, his husband's reaction to when I said that I really like the Santa Clauses. Because, like... You know, Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much House, yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Wilder, all of this other shit that is like what he's really known yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. His time on The Daily Show, but his time with in, on the Obama no, he's, campaign. No, he's like so famous. Yes. And I'm like, you made a weird little Christmas show last year. <laughs> with it was like Tim Allen. ridiculous. Because <laughs> he was the villain, right? Yes. Yeah. That was even more weird. So then he actually did one final thing on this, and then we'll move on. He said that the other day on his phone, you know, your phone will show you, like, memories every now and then. Like, it'll, like, bring up a random picture. 
He said that it brought up the vending machine from the final episode that, like, shoots out weird doll heads. Yeah. And he's like, it was just a picture of that. That was a weird, very weird time. And so I was, is he's not in it this year. I don't think so. But yeah. he did mention it. So maybe yeah. he's got a cameo. Well, maybe. You know, maybe they let him be Santa, even though he's a, an evil, evil man. No, but he's had a pretty cool career. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He's in a lot of funny shit. Definitely. Like... And he was um, definitely, and I don't know what his like his um, like background is, uh-huh. um, but he was definitely somebody in a time in a sea of white male yes. faces, yeah. Where he, I think his face really mattered and uh-huh. his voice really mattered. And not that it doesn't now, but like, but you know what I will say, so especially white. in. The instance of the Harold and Kumar movies, where he and John Cho played characters that didn't have to do some sort of accent and everything. Yeah. You know, like they were they were representing real folks, yeah. not a caricature, not getting shit on, not you know, not like your Apu, your Long Duck. You know, like they were playing people. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I think it's really pretty cool. So cool. I'm glad you got to meet him, and I wonder if he was like. Hanging out in Rumson with uh, Blondie, and they you just, think so? Yeah, they were gonna hit Kevin Smith's house. Red Bank, hang out with cheap. all these other, all these other hot New, New Jersey uh, celebrities. Celebs. All right, so next we have Bobby Benson and his baby band. First of all, sing the song. These motherfuckers have grown on me so much. They've definitely grown. On me. I Especially love Bobby, Bobby Benson, ben- Bobby Benson and the babies. Fuck. Bobby Benson is a creep. Why do we let him be in charge of this baby band? He obviously takes care of those babies. Bobby Benson and his baby band sing <laughs> sing the song that poses the question, is it a good idea to let a 12-month-old baby drive on the freeway while playing a ukulele? They sing Baby Driver. So cute. So cute. But it, I, I, These babies are like evil babies, but the, they're not evil. The, like, the babies, okay, they are evil, you're right. But they're not, but they're evil, not evil, evil. They're not no. evil in the sense of like the movie Leprechaun. Ugh. I don't know why I brought him up. You know why I brought him up? That actor, something Warwick. Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis. Uh-huh. Ugh, Plays a, two characters in the Harry Potter franchise. He, We're bringing it full circle okay, tonight. Okay, let's talk about Warwick Davis for uh-huh. a minute. During Halloween, I saw a picture of him with the Olsen twins. And I was like, Why? oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He was in the fucking Double Trouble Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. Is that the one where there are witches on the cover? Yeah. Okay. Never seen it. Familiar with it. And then I was thinking, it. what else has he done? I think that he he was – he's the troll in the movie Trolls. Okay. He's Wicket, the, the – like the main Ewok that hangs out with them in, in – in, in uh, Return of the Jedi, he's a lot of things. Yeah, he um he had a really good career in the nineties, like yeah. a big time career. In the yeah, 90s. have you ever seen um what is his movie? Oh my god, Willow. Have you ever oh, seen the movie Willow? Say, Willow? Willow was so good. First of all, Willow is a great movie. I, I made these kids watch it when they I were had y- younger. Never seen it until maybe two years ago. I loved it so much. Willow is a great movie. It's a daikini baby. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like a daikini baby. What's a daikini? It's such a daikini. <laughs> Willow is 
so good. I know they made like a series of Willow. I haven't I seen it. I did not it, watch that. But yeah. the movie is like, it lives in my heart. Yeah. I love that I movie. was so surprised by how much I enjoyed it because it's a movie from the ni- from the 80s, rather. And it's like, it to it's me, it's a better exists, story than the movie Labyrinth. It's even though Jennifer I was Holly say, is dude, so hot. To me, it exists in the world with the labyrinth, with the oh, dark yeah. crystal, with like it's that Except like it's that's actually funky fantasy a story from start to finish. Yeah, and it's very good. Yes, yeah, not like never those two handsome story, projects like that, that are so boring. Yeah, first of all, never ending story definitely the falls dark in that. crystal freaks me out the way that. Team America freaks me out. It's I hope hard we don't have to, to watch. Co- I hope we don't have to cover oh, that on this podcast. It. We do. We do. Okay. The bandaged stilt walker receives a boomerang fish to the head, courtesy of New Zealand. Your little guy. That sends him tumbling backward. Gonzo, deciding that the chickens are far too fickle, decides to replace them with a new obsession, asparagus. You're my obsession. I love, that he's like, yeah, I love that he's obsessed with asparagus. And then, of course, we get anthropomorphic asparagus, which I love. Gonzo even has a nest full of asparagus eggs waiting to hatch until Kermit informs him that asparagus do not come from eggs. Or so he thought. I think he would like asparagus because he's a little freak until he starts eating them and then realizes that it makes your pee-pee smell. You don't think he'd... I don't, I don't even want to pose that he would be into that. First of all... Know. Gonzo is into the freakiest, deakiest of things. Uh huh. You think he's like? I don't. I, I honestly, I don't want to talk about Gonzo kinks at this point. I'm sorry. I sorry. This episode, we've gone long on this episode. I don't think we have time to talk about the list of kinks right, that Gonzo gonna, has. I just need to like go back real quick to uh, Warwick Davis mm-hmm. and go back to the movie Troll Two, where um, the neighbor who moves. In, so do you, have you ever seen that movie? No, I'm not familiar with oh, the God. Troll The movies. Troll series. Okay, no. so the tro- movie Troll 1 is like pretty much, it's it's one of those 80s movies, right? And then uh-huh. Troll 2, they always call it, like the, there's a huge cult following to Troll 2 because okay. it's like supposedly the worst movie ever made, blah, blah, blah. It's like a campy I think I know it from that standpoint. So... Uh, you don't know about Eunice in the apartment, the good witch? and the th- Okay, no. anyway. No. So anyway, so it's about these people in an apartment complex and this troll takes over like basically each of the apartments. Mm-hmm. But the guy who moves in, the dad of this family, his name is Harry Potter. What? Yeah. <laughs> his name is Harry Potter. And uh, this is before Harry J- Potter, the J.K. movie. J.K. Rowling sitting in a in She's a, watching in a little... fucking Troll 2 yeah. while she's in France or something Writing like that. Writing on a little napkin. Yeah, and she's like, oh, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like that, that. Name. That's, yeah. But one of the people in the apartments, one of the guys, is fucking Sonny Bono. Oh, that's porn weird. stash. Mm. I know. Sonny Bono, he could be a little creepy. Oh, looking. they make him like yeah. a, a creeper creep. But isn't that weird about that fucking Harry really Potter? Weird. Anyway. But... Warwick Davis not only plays a good guy in that movie, mm-hmm. but he also plays the bad guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he two different characters, yeah. or does the character reveal to be bad? No, no, no. It's, no, no, no. It's two different because characters. Because he plays Grip Hook in the Harry Potter movies, right? He's Grip Hook? Yes! You He's said that already. Hook. They really put good makeup on him. Yes. I didn't notice him. And then he hook. plays one of the professors. He does. Professor, like, Flitwick or something. Why do I know all this? And I don't. Yes, it is Professor Flitwick, and he plays Grip Hook. Grip Hook fucking deserves what he gets at the end. Yo. Grip Hook dies. Yeah. On Get fucked, Grip Hook. Grip Hook. 
you totally screwed them over with those fucking cups in Madame Lestrange's fucking uh-huh. vault. Mm-mm. Anyway. Paul sings Loves Me Like a Rock, backed by Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem and the female singers. Excuse me. Stop it. Who, the female singers have a hyperlink. Who are the female singers? Oh, this is the Golden Girls. Remember that? It, <laughs> it's your Golden Girls. Oh, this is. And guess what? Every single character is Louise Gold. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's her Lu- voice. It's Louise Gold on right hand, left hand, left foot, right foot. <laughs> Definitely. I hear the voices now. Oh, my. Oh, Megan. Hang on one second. You tried to credit a woman. They are actually credited. You ready? Oh, okay. <clears throat> the trio of backup singers first appeared in episode 424 of The Muppet Show. Wow. Back to season four. They actually During the gave song, women a voice. Last time I saw him, performed by Steve, Steve Whitmire, Louise Gold, and Catherine Mullen. Okay. Two women. Two women. Two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf Two taught ahead. us that. <laughs> okay. I'm in denial that he's dead. Him and Kirstie <laughs> Alley. At closing, five chickens crowd around Paul. Kermit points out that he looks a little hen-pecked. In an effort to get rid of the chickens, Paul calls out, five chicken dinners to go, adding a side order of asparagus when the baby asparagus shows up. Okay. So we're doing the, we're doing the, we're going to eat them. The end. All around, a pretty solid episode of The Muppet Show. The end could have been better. The end definitely could have been better. I think, um, but like I said, I think it was pretty solid, you know, like, um. For a, an a, uh, an episode that's based around the music of a. Of a, exactly, yeah, exactly. Bad. For what it was, you know. Um, in our edits here, it says Nickelodeon, the vet's hospital was cut. Why? That as was, was the Muppet News. was a good fucking vet's hospital. Yeah. It was a really baby. good vet's hospital. It was odd enough to me that that was the UK spot, you know? Yeah. Cut one of the songs. Honestly. Cut the one that he sings with Pops. Leave all the Vets Hospital shit. All right. Next week, Megan, we're going to be watching episode 512, Melissa Manchester. And we'll find out who she is in the next episode. And and we will Uh, find out. Don't spoil it, (laughs) Doug. And we will not find out a moment sooner who Melissa Manchester is. And then go, I know exactly who I know she exactly is now. Who she is. All right, you ready? Kermit is plagued by a night of backstage crises. A group of skiers get hurt during the opening number. And after Kermit says that the theater will cover their medical costs, Scooter forgets to cash the check. The Teeterini family are angry that their teeter board won't fit on stage. The Swedish chef prepares spring chicken and bounces... Sorry, the Swedish chef prepares spring chicken and the bouncing chicken drives Kermit crazy. And let's not even talk about the blindfolded hang gliding yodelers. All right, Megan, join us next week uh, to watch episode 512, Melissa Manchester. Until then, you can message us. You can follow us on social media. Message us. Wait, all I want to say is Maris or Barrington. That's who I really thought. I, I, I was like, I also watched the Maris or Barrington. Okay. Um, you can write us a nice review on uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, or the podcasting platform yeah, whatever, of your choice. whatever you listen to. Um, and, you know, basically until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Paul Simon. Paul Simon.